Welcome to The Hoop Commitment. I'm your host, Mike Nielsen. Join me every week to get inside the greatest minds in basketball nutrition, training, and leadership to elevate your game and improve the way you eat, train, and lead. Thanks for joining me on episode number one. I'm so happy you're here. If you want to improve the way you eat, train, and lead for the game of basketball, you've come to the right place. Now, as many of you know, I'm a sports nutritionist, certified strength coach, and have a master's degree in leadership. But before all this, I was just a kid who loved basketball. You know what's funny is I actually remember the day I fell in love with basketball. I was in the third grade, and I was at my friend Jamie's house, and we were playing old school Nintendo. And from the other room, his dad called out, Jamie, the new Michael Jordan commercial's on. And before I knew it, he had thrown down his controller and ran to the other room. And at this time, I had no idea who Michael Jordan was. But I know he must be important if Jamie's willing to leave a game of Super Mario Brothers. And so I run to the other room, and on the TV screen is this guy flying and dunking like I'd never seen before. And from that moment on, Michael Jordan was my favorite player, and basketball was my favorite sport. And that love of basketball carried me through high school, where I got to play for two of the greatest coaches, Marv Morris and Larry Stewart. And they taught me that basketball was more than just a game. It was about life skills. It was about being part of something bigger than yourself. And those lessons I learned from them in high school, I still apply every week. And then, of course, the highlight of my basketball career was playing at Gonzaga University for Coach Few. And now I know everyone might say this, but I truly believe it. I played with the greatest group of guys who are still my best friends to this day. But the best part of my whole Gonzaga experience was actually not the basketball. It was meeting my wife, Rhiannon. And after graduation, we got married and moved to Germany where we played a couple seasons of pro basketball. And thankfully, my basketball journey still continues because every Sunday for the last 15 years, a group of friends of mine get to hoop at John Stockton's warehouse. And when I say every Sunday, I mean every Sunday. I'm talking Father's Day, New Year's Day, Easter, it doesn't matter. A matter of fact, there's only one Sunday out of the whole year we don't play hoops, and that's on Hoop Fest weekend. And if you don't know what Hoop Fest is, it's the world's largest three-on-three basketball tournament, and it's hosted here in Spokane, Washington. And so that's the one weekend we shut it down, and we go watch our kids and our friends play hoops on the streets of Spokane. So as you can see, I just love basketball. And what I'm finding out is I love the training, the nutrition, and the leadership for basketball just as much. And so my dream for Hoop Commitment is to be a place where players, coaches, and parents can go to get the best resources on basketball nutrition, training, and leadership. And at the foundation of all of this is commitment. Because what I found is it doesn't matter what I know, it doesn't matter how good my program design is, if a player is not committed, I can't help them. And on the flip side, it's true as well. It could be the worst program design in the world, but if a player is committed, I can't stop him. And so that leads us to the topic of episode one, which is goal versus commitment. And when I was growing up, I loved to set goals. I was that kid that had sticky notes all over his bathroom mirror of things that I wanted to accomplish, 
big dreams, things like starting varsity or being all league. And goals are great. When you think about a goal, think, I want to. A goal is something that you want to do. You might want to get up 500 shots a day, or you might want to put on 10 pounds of muscle. But what I found, to accomplish your dreams, a want is not strong enough. I'll give you an example. Growing up, my brothers and I loved the movie Dumb and Dumber. I have three younger brothers, and we probably watched that movie a hundred times. And now 20 years later, they came out with Dumb and Dumber 2, and we were so excited about it. We thought, how fun would that be if we went to 7-Eleven and bought all the same old candy that we used to buy and sneak it into the theater and watch Dumb and Dumber 2 together, just like we're kids. And we wanted to do this. This was our goal. But do you think it happened? Well, sadly, the night that we were supposed to go see the movie in the theaters, my brother's son got sick and we rescheduled. And then the next time, I had to work late. And next thing you know, it all fell apart. We didn't get to watch it together. And it was a goal. It was something that we wanted to do. But as we find, life gets in the way. Even with things that are important to us. Even things that we want to do. And that's why we need a commitment. And so when I ask you what a commitment is, I want you to think, I have to. And when you can change your goals into commitments, when you can change I want to into I have to, your whole life changes. Now I have the greatest job in the world. I get to wake up every morning to train college and professional basketball players to help them become their best. But I got to admit, there are some of those early mornings where my alarm goes off and it's cold outside and I'm not feeling my best. And if it was just a goal to make to work, I'd probably hit snooze and go back to bed. It's not I want to, it's I have to. I made a commitment to my athletes and to myself and there's no way I'm going to fail. And like I said, I love my job. So it's not like a negative I have to, like, oh gosh, I guess I have to go to work again today. It's like, no, this is so important to me. There's no way I'm going to fail. Matter of fact, every important thing in my life I made a commitment to, not a goal. The most important commitment I've ever made is to my wife, Rhiannon. I didn't get down on one knee and say, honey, it's my goal to be faithful to you. No, she wouldn't have went for that. I said, I'm making a commitment. Not because I want to, but because I have to. It's that important to me. And that's why I love thinking about basketball. It's more than just a game. If basketball was just a silly sport that you got together with friends with to work up a sweat, you wouldn't need to make a commitment to it. It could be a goal. But I know that basketball is way more important than that. Basketball really is life. It's a way to practice all those skills that will help you make successful families and successful careers. It teaches you to show up. It teaches you how to be your best even when you don't feel like it. It teaches you never to quit on your team. And like I said, all of those lessons that I've learned through basketball have helped me through my tough times with friendships or family or business. Those rocks are the lessons that I can lean upon during tough times to know I can make it through. And so don't get me wrong. Goals are great. We all need goals. But I always tell people we create goals for your best day but commitments for your worst day. Those days where you're sick or you're injured, those are the days that derail most people. But if you have a five-minute commitment, you can still get it done. You know, I read a story a few years ago that totally changed my life. And it was about Jerry Seinfeld. And if you don't know who Jerry Seinfeld is, he's probably the most successful comedian of our time. And in this article, they asked him, 
what the key to his success is. And he believes it's this. He writes just one joke a day. The most successful comedian of our time is not committing to writing five or ten jokes a day, just one. And here's the most powerful part of the story. He gets a calendar and he puts it on his wall. And every day that he writes a joke, he earns the right to mark an X on his calendar. And after a week, he has seven X's in a row. He calls it a chain of success. After a month, his whole calendar is filled with X's. And as I'm reading this article, I could just envision stacks and stacks of calendars filled with X's. And I think about the brilliance of the calendar. You see, because it's pretty easy to fail if you only have one or two days of success. If you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and get your workout in, that next day when your alarm goes off, it's not that painful to say, ah, well, maybe I'll hit snooze today and I'll work out tomorrow. But if you have 50 X's in a row, if you have a chain of success that's that long, there's no way you're going to fail. And the beauty of just writing one joke a day is it's so easy to do. But after one year, you have 365 quality jokes. And I started thinking, what is the one thing that I could do every day that would add up to something great? And so I was so inspired, I knew I had to put a calendar on my wall. And so my little daughter, Ella, she made me this really cute handprint calendar. And so I put it on my wall, and I was going to start my own chain of success. And as I'm hanging up my calendar, my son Carter walks in and says, Dad, what are you doing? And so, of course, I tell him the whole Jerry Seinfeld story about writing just one joke a day and how that accumulates up to 365 jokes a year. And he said, well, I want to do it. And so I asked him, what are you going to do? And, of course, he loves basketball, so he says, I want to play hoops. And I said, what about this? What's the equivalent of writing just one joke a day? And we decided it was five minutes of ball handling. And so we put a little calendar on his wall, and he couldn't wait to brush his teeth at night. Because if he completed his ball handling, after he brushed his teeth, he earned the right to mark an X. And after a week, he had seven X's. He had his own chain of success. And it was amazing to see how those five minutes added up over the course of the week. After 30 days, he had over two hours of intentional practice dribbling the rock. And so you fast forward a few months, and man, his confidence on the court got so much better. So much that he knew that he had to do the ball handling. Not like I had to and he didn't want to, but this is so crucial to my success on the court, I have to do it. And I'll never forget 4th of July that year. We were going out to my parents' house in Coeur d'Alene, and before we left, he got his five minutes of ball handling in. And we had so much fun that night. We stayed up late watching fireworks and eating junk food. And it got so late that he spent the night at my parents' house. And so that next night, I came out to pick him up. And I knew he hadn't got his ball handling in because we don't have a basketball at my parents' house. And on the drive home, he fell asleep. And so I remember pulling into the garage, and my kids are deep sleepers. And so I'm shaking Carter. Come on, buddy, let's get up. Come on, let's go. And in our family, if you really want to get someone off the couch or get them out of the car, you tell them, you don't even have to brush your teeth. So if my wife falls asleep on the couch, I can't get her off until I say, come on, baby, you don't even have to brush your teeth. We can just go right to bed. And so I'm shaking Carter in the car, and I'm like, come on, buddy, you don't even have to brush your teeth. And so finally I got him up, and he stumbles into the kitchen, and he grabs his basketball, and he gets his five minutes of ball handling in. And that's when I knew the power of making a commitment for your worst day. Because if he had to do a 30-minute workout, 
he would have failed that night. There's no way. But you can always do five minutes. And that's where I came up with the commitment calendars. And now I have my own stacks and stacks of calendars with over a thousand X's. And people ask me, well, what happens when you finally break the chain? And I tell them, I'll never break the chain. And they'll say, yeah, yeah, but what happens if you do? And I said, that's not an option. I have to. It's a way of life. And what I love about the calendars is it's bigger than basketball. It could be applied to any skill or anything you want to accomplish in life. You know, I love playing guitar in college. And I always joke that that's probably how I was able to date my wife. And so I remember one day she said, Mike, will you please teach me how to play guitar? And so we sat down and I showed her a few chords. And she tried really hard. But after a week, her fingers hurt, she felt uncoordinated, and she quit. And then when we moved to Germany, she had this great plan of learning how to play guitar and practicing all year long and then coming home and surprising all her friends and family with her new skills. But after a week in Germany, her fingers hurt, she felt uncoordinated, and she quit. And then you fast forward a few more years later, and she learns the difference between a goal and a commitment. And she comes to me and she says, Mike, I'm ready to make a commitment to learn how to play guitar. I'm going to commit to practicing every day for five minutes for the next 30 days. And so she grabbed that guitar, and guess what? After a week, her fingers hurt, she felt uncoordinated, but she didn't quit because she'd made a commitment. After the motivation of, I want to, had worn off, that commitment of, I have to, still was going strong. And really, the hardest part about playing guitar is walking over to the case, sitting down, and putting the guitar in your lap. After that, five minutes usually turns into 10 or 15 minutes. And I'll never forget one night about three weeks into the commitment, she rolls into bed at about one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what's going on? And she was so excited. Mike, Mike, I learned my favorite song. I can play it now. And it was so cool to see all of those five and 10 and 15 minutes adding up to something great. And now she can play any song that's on the radio from simply making a commitment. And so I know we have some players, some coaches, some parents listening today. And I would ask you, what's so important to you that you commit five minutes every day for the next 30 days to totally transform and change your life? If you're a player, maybe it is ball handling. Are you committed to the game of basketball enough to put a calendar on your wall and practice every day for five minutes? And that seems like an easy commitment, yet I bet most people will not do it. Or if you're a coach, maybe you want to lead by example and be in great shape for your athletes. What would that look like if you put a calendar on your wall and committed to doing 20 push-ups every day for the next 30 days? See, 20 push-ups is easy. That takes less than five minutes. But over the course of the month, that's over 600 push-ups. And the best part about it is, on your worst day, you're going to get 20 push-ups in. But on the average day, that 20 push-ups is going to lead to 20 sit-ups and 20 lunges. And next thing you know, at the end of the month, you've actually got a ton of great workouts in. Or maybe you're a parent and you want to have a better relationship with a family member. What would that be like to think of one good quality question to ask your spouse every day? At the end of the month, just think about all the quality conversations you would have had, all the new things you would have learned about that loved one. Now, hopefully some of you are motivated to go get a calendar today and stick it on your wall. But here's a warning. Don't make the commitment so big 
I know I've made this mistake plenty of times, thinking that if five minutes is good, one hour must be even better. If running for five minutes is good, running five miles would be even better. But remember, five miles is a great goal. But on those days where you're sick, tired, unmotivated, injured, can you still complete your commitment? You know, I've given this commitment challenge to literally thousands of players and coaches over the years. And there have been a small number of players and coaches that see me the next year at camp and have told me they have a chain of success over 300 X's long. And to hear their success stories about how they've changed their game or impacted their life or impacted their health totally makes it all worth it. So if you're still listening to this podcast, I got a favor to ask you. I want you to put a calendar on your wall and start your chain of success. And I would love it if you would email me or tag me on social media and share what you're doing. Because I'm just like you. I need the inspiration as well. And there's nothing better than seeing someone else having that calendar on their wall, knowing that every day they're getting better. And that's it. That's a wrap on episode number one. And I'm really hoping you'll join me over the next couple weeks because I'm going to break down the three levels of nutrition, the three levels of training, and the three levels of leadership. And what I'm really excited about is I have a great lineup of college and professional basketball strength coaches, nutritionists, sleep doctors, motivational speakers, all coming in to help elevate our understanding of how to train for the game of basketball. So please hit subscribe on the podcast and make sure you get it every week. And in the meantime, get that calendar up and earn your X.